You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. EntrepreneurIgnited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype, skip the BS, and bring you real actual tips and strategies from real digital entrepreneurs to help you grow your business and income on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and today we're going to be diving deep into LinkedIn, which is such a powerful platform, and I think it's so underutilized. I think more businesses can be getting value off of LinkedIn, but they're not because it's a bit of a mystery to a lot of people. And uh, like, you know, so many people ask me, should I be using LinkedIn? Well, that's what we're going to figure out here today. And uh, also make sure you walk away with some real actionable tips and strategies to start applying to your LinkedIn marketing. And to help us with that is our guest today, who's a Wall Street Journal bestselling author of Connect and Booked and is the founder of Linked Selling, a B2B marketing firm specializing in outsourced LinkedIn lead generation. And uh, these guys represent clients like Neil Patel, who's the founder of Kissmetrics and Crazy Egg, along with uh, you know some other little companies like you know Microsoft, and uh, he's also the founder of Linked University and TheAppointmentGenerator.com, which are leading online training platforms for lead generation using LinkedIn. So needless to say, this guy is definitely an expert uh, in LinkedIn. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Josh Turner to the show. Josh, thanks for being here today. Hey, Derek. Great to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Now, before we dig into the LinkedIn stuff, let's just start with your journey as a digital entrepreneur. You know, how did you get started online? What was your path? You know, what were some of the obstacles uh, leading you here today to this moment on this interview, being the the LinkedIn expert? You know, what does your life look like today? What does your business look like today? Walk us through sure. it. Sure, man. I mean, the the path basically is that I was uh, the CFO of a, a construction company that closed in two thousand nine. Um, I was forced to, you know, make a decision. Do I want to go find another job somewhere? Or do I want to go do my own thing? Um, and I had really been itching to kind of get out on my own for a while. Um, and, you know, figured, hey, what better time than now? Um, and, you know, kind of typical story that I know a lot of folks have gone through where you need that kind of push, that external force to, to really make the jump away from, you know, a, a comfortable job, whether it's losing that job or just something external happening. And, and that was the case for me. So uh, initially, I didn't really have like a grand vision for what we've created today. I just got in the game. And I, I did that by looking at, you know, what, what skills do I have that I think I could go out and get people to pay me for? And, you know, because I, I, I didn't have, you know, a bunch of money or VC backing or anything like that. I mean, I had, I had like $5,000 in the bank. And I had a couple credit cards to play with, you know. So for me, it was like imperative that I get out there and I do something that's gonna pay the bills really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I basically decided that my best play for achieving that would be to basically work as a freelance CFO for small businesses in St. Louis. Um, and so that's what I did. I uh, started a website. I started. Uh, putting myself out there on LinkedIn and connecting with new people and doing all the offline stuff that people say you should do and going to networking events and all that kind of stuff. 
and was was fortunate to uh, pick up a, a client or two uh, pretty quickly. And that business over the next year grew to where I would have you know uh, six, seven clients at, at any time. Um, and it was it was pretty good, you know. I was I was you know kind of at, at a low six figure type, uh, you know, business at that point. Um, and one of the the key ways that I had grown that business was through uh, the the stuff that I mentioned regarding LinkedIn. And so it was in 2011 that I had a couple clients um, who had seen some of that stuff I'd been doing on LinkedIn ask me if I would help them. Uh, do the same for their business. And at the time, uh, there were very few people out there. Like I literally could not find one company that was really professional in their appearance that specialized in LinkedIn marketing, um, which is, is hard to believe, but there were all these social media consultants and there was nobody that really had LinkedIn down. It was just a bunch of people talking about you know bullshit that doesn't actually work. Mm-hmm. You know, like all the fluff, but not about like real tangible strategies to actually generate business from from LinkedIn. And so I, I saw an opportunity there. And so one of those first clients, um, I uh, I put together a campaign and ran a campaign for them that was very very successful, and realized that we had something uh, unique and maybe there were some other companies that might be interested in this. So. Um, you know, never shy to try new things. I built linkedselling.com and started doing a little bit of content marketing and got a couple more clients and realized that it, it, it was, uh, you know, a, a more scalable business that I was much more passionate about than helping people with spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. And so shortly after that, I, I killed the CFO business and went went all in with linked selling, uh, which is our done for you agency for companies that hire us to generate leads and appointments for them using LinkedIn primarily, but nowadays we, we you know have a number of different areas we help folks with, and it's just it's grown over the years since then to where now we have training programs teaching people how to do it for them and a and a whole ecosystem of of services, training, and technology that help small business owners get in front of more prospects and get more clients. Wow. Okay. So, uh, through this journey, um, when did you know that that it was going to be a success? When did you know that hey, I- I've made it? What was that moment? You know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there have heard the whole thing about you know the an overnight success takes years, you know, and people don't see everything the behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I'm not going to share that same old you know that mm-hmm. same old story that you hear folks say. Um, but I would, I would honestly, I, it would, it took me probably, uh, you know, three years before I realized that we had built something sustainable and that was going to be lasting and that I felt like this isn't just a, a, a business this is, that's, that's built on my back mm-hmm. that, you know, we have a, a team that's behind us. We have marketing systems in place and the momentum that we have is is not going anywhere and that wow this is a this is a real business that's going to be around for a while and has the opportunity to impact tons of people and and it was um i would say that was you know roughly you know 2015 mm-hmm. that i i really kind of stepped back look at the business and for the first time really genuinely felt that 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 that, that was the case and to me that's that was the point that i felt like this this has been a real success because it was more than just I'm succeeding because I'm making money. 
Um, but it was that we we built something that is going to be lasting and that's making a, a real impact out there in the world. So, you know, I kind of want to dig into one section of your business that I'm curious about. And, and that is, okay, so you started off as a service business and so actually doing LinkedIn services, but now you've developed out training platforms. So LinkedIn University, right? And so I assume people can come there and they can learn LinkedIn marketing, correct? Yep. Okay. So when you created that, were you creating that to become a lead generator for the service business, having people come in, educate, but then upsell them to the service business? Or was that just a a standalone to reach a different segment of the market that can't necessarily afford to hire somebody? Well, it's really both. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of, you know, I talk a lot about the, the concept of a value ladder where you have low price offerings, mid-price offerings, high-price offerings. So you have different ways to bring customers into your business and ascend them into different programs. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you have to warm people up and, and you know, earn the right to introduce a more high-end program like a done-for-you or a more high-end training program or coaching or whatever it might be. And that when you give somebody the opportunity to spend a 100 bucks or a 1000 bucks or whatever it might be, to join your your you know more affordable program and then they recognize you as an expert and you you know spend some time with them really building that relationship through that then they're much much more likely to then ascend to one of your other programs and to you know grow with you and be with you over time right so like it's a it's really like a whole i don't know it's a it's an ecosystem of different products that feed into others but it, it of course it also helps us reach a different market because it's mm-hmm. not just about generating leads for the agency because it's it's I mean honestly only a small percentage of the folks that end up joining our training programs uh, decide that they want to have us do it for them mm-hmm. um, because most folks that join the pr- training program they want to do it themselves. Yeah, you know? and and I guess uh, the reason I want to dig into that so for everybody listening right now I mean that this, this is a fantastic example of 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 how you can scale a business because first of all, for those of you listening, if you have a service business, adding an educational component to it to reach out to this market that maybe can't afford the services, step one. Um, but also, you know, for the people that aren't ready for the services, starting with education to build that credibility. And for those of you listening who have an education type company uh, or product, adding a an upsell to the premium service side of it as well is another way you can go. And I, and I wanted to, to, to dig in there, Josh, because I think that's a, a fantastic yeah. example of, of how you've, you've scaled that business and, and reached all sides of the market, but created that value chain, which is fantastic. So um, I really wanted to just highlight that for the audience, which is awesome. I think there's a couple other things too that I'll mention is that, you know, uh, one thing that it does is it is it positions you as a, a credible expert and authority. Because for us, with Linked University, you know, folks that are more of the you know maybe a bit larger company that aren't interested in training but they want an outsourced solution, then they will see us as very credible because you know we are basically the the you know people that are also running linked university and we're the, you know, it's just a great positioning play for the other things you do. And the second thing is that when you're on the phone with prospects, if all you have is high end offers, well, there's a lot of people that, you know, we all know that aren't going to be ready for that, whether it's for budget reasons or one or one reason or another, right. And having that in your back pocket, an opportunity to downsell people into a more affordable offer to get them started you're going to realize over time a significant amount of additional revenue from that because, you know, just consider like for every 10 people you talk to, if let's say you close 
20% of them. Well, the other 80% that don't, I mean, if you offer those people your, you know, $1,000, um, you know, home study program or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. then, you know, you, let's say you get 20% of those people to take that opportunity and that, you know, just do the numbers yourself. It can really add up over the course of, of you know, months and years. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think there's a lot that I think our listeners can learn from of how you've structured that. And uh, I totally agree. Education is such a powerful way and then giving people those those other options to buy. So now let's let's shift gears now. Let's let's dig into some LinkedIn stuff. Um, and let, let's start at the beginning because I think li- LinkedIn is it's somewhat misunderstood by a lot of people. Um, you know, probably one of the most common questions I get from a lot of my my students, members of my communities, and stuff is: Is LinkedIn? Should I be on LinkedIn? Should I be selling on LinkedIn? Should I be marketing on LinkedIn? Um, I mean, there's just a not even the how to do it, but should I be there? So, you obviously have huge exposure to this. What sort of companies can benefit from marketing on LinkedIn today? <laughs> Really, what it comes down to is that you know th- these days, like if, if you're not sure if LinkedIn is going to be the right place for you to be, just go on LinkedIn and use their advanced people search and do some searches and see are the types of people that you want to get in front of and that you want to do business with. Can you find them on LinkedIn? And if they are, then there's likely a way that you know you're going to make it work for you. Obviously, most of our clients are going to be B two B, business to business type companies. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, if you're in a, a business to consumer type market, you know, if you're selling dog collars, you're not going to go on LinkedIn and you know connect with people to develop relationships to sell dog collars. But what those companies can do is they can utilize LinkedIn for more of the back office stuff. So that could be p- connecting with potential wholesalers or distributors or you know buyers at, at, at you know retail chains or uh, you know maybe people in the media that could want to you know, feature your company. So there's all these other ways to use LinkedIn that aren't just for getting direct clients, mm-hmm. right? So I think that that is a great opportunity for any type of business, uh, and most people don't think about using LinkedIn like that. But in a sense, like that's even more powerful than using it for one-on-one business development because those kinds of relationships can lead to many clients over time, you right? Know? And so at the end of the day, I mean, most of the people that are using LinkedIn are business-to-business type companies. But I, I mean, I can take any company and build a case for how they could use LinkedIn to, to you know, grow their business. Right, whether it's through direct sales or through JVs or through other other methods. So exactly. The, the um, can you give us some examples of uh, of some of the types of companies? Maybe some more of the obscure ones. I mean, you know, the typical B two B makes sense to most people. But are there any sort of off the wall ones that you've seen success with that people were thought, ah, that that shouldn't have worked? Well, I mean, uh, manufacturing companies, mm-hmm. for example. You know, um, a lot of people don't think that they think, you know, LinkedIn is for like, oh, well, that's for, you know, software companies and, you know, high tech people and consultants and stuff like that. And not old school manufacturing and brick and mortar companies, you know, this kind of stuff isn't for them. But uh, I've seen great success with manufacturing uh, companies. Um, And one of the reasons is because none of their competitors are, are using the tool properly or using it at all. Mm-hmm. And so the noise there is just not nearly as much in some of these other spaces, mm-hmm. right? Because like, you know, sales development reps and, and business development guys that are working for, you know, startups and SaaS companies and such, 
or a dime a dozen on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it can be really effective for those people. But oftentimes in those in, in some of these other niches and industries where it's not, you know, they can have even more success because there's not nearly as much noise and the the prospects that they're reaching are not, you know, they're not getting hit up as much. And so the messages just stand a better chance of breaking through and reaching those people, you know. So uh, manufacturing is one that I think is great. I mean, another one is uh, um, I really like LinkedIn for people like real estate agents and financial advisors and CPAs to create um, referral networks, mm-hmm. uh, attorneys, people like that. Now, professional services is, you know, a lot of people are saying like, yeah, well, those, that makes sense. Those people would use LinkedIn, but a lot of them use it the wrong way. And they're, they're, they're not, they're thinking about it again in terms of direct one-on-one client acquisition when they, they should be looking at the long-term play of using it to build a, a referral network. Right. And, and to just uh, to position yourself in front of people and to use it as just the, it's an extremely powerful drip marketing tool um, when used the right way. So those are a couple examples. Well, let's dig into that because I think you've used some some terminology there that may have left a few of the listeners behind. So when you say referral network, what does a referral network look like on LinkedIn? Yeah. So like let, let's say you're um, let's say you are a, you know, estate planning attorney. You know, to go on LinkedIn and to try and connect directly with affluent individuals that might want to work with you is really a low percentage numbers game mm-hmm. because there's no way to filter on LinkedIn of whether or not somebody needs that service. And so to try and connect with direct prospects is, you know, yeah, you can, you can get some clients out of it, but the majority of the people that you're reaching out to are not going to be interested and they may already have another solution or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I like to recommend folks in that kind of a situation is uh, to instead target centers of influence who are going to be in a position to refer business to them. And so that would be, um, you know, people for, for like an estate planning attorney that would be connecting with you know financial advisors and and other attorneys and anybody that's going to be in that position to sorry about that sorry um, anybody that's going to be in a position to refer business so uh, you know if you're a if you're a real estate agent going on LinkedIn and you know trying to connect with people to ask them if they've got any you know interest in selling their house or buying a new home. People are not going to respond to that. They're going to, in fact, they're probably going to try and disconnect from you and, and they don't want to ever talk to you again. But if instead you build a community, like let, let's say you're a real estate agent in Chicago or really any city, and you could build a community called, you know, the, the, the Chicago, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, business networking community or whatever it might be. And you could really fill that group with, all sorts of potential referral partners um, that are going to know you as a leading real estate agent in your area, right? And so the, the key, though, is to actually developing real relationships with people. So no matter what, no matter how you're approaching it, whether you're trying to go for referral partners mm-hmm. and people who could send you, you know, business over the years, or if you're going direct one-on-one clients, you know, the key is then having a system for how are you going to take these people on LinkedIn. And then move them into real world relationships. Mm -hmm. Because the chances of people just referring you business because you're connected with them on LinkedIn and you've built a LinkedIn group that that you know positions you as an authority, just doing those things isn't enough. You still have to move it into a real world personal relationship to really get the the most results out of this. 
Okay, so let, let's let's talk about that in a second because I want to really dig into into that sort of that whole sales process and nurturing people off of LinkedIn. But one of the things you said there that I want to dig into is is you're not really direct selling. You're not reaching out to people and and trying to sell services because you're saying a lot of people disconnect. Um, rather, you're building building referral networks and then getting those people to refer to you. Is there any situations where you find that approaching direct and direct selling is effective? Yeah. I mean, it, it can be like, so, you know, if you're a, if you're a consultant, Mm -hmm. um, that works with, you know, CFOs, for example, then connecting directly with CFOs and developing a relationship with them and nurturing that toward a real in-person relationship, whether that's meeting for a coffee Getting on a phone on the phone sometime to learn more about their business, you know, just you know, moving the relationship forward, like that that can totally work. It's just the 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 distinction is, you know, do the 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 is what you offer something that you can market to anybody that that fits a certain criteria, and it's not the kind of thing that like is a a um a, a, a happens twice in their life kind of moment, right? Mm-hmm. So like with a real estate, if you're a real estate agent, you know, 99% of the people that you're going to be reaching out to on LinkedIn are not anytime soon going to be selling their house or buying a new home, right? Mm-hmm. And so connecting with those people and trying to sell them one-on-one is not is not worth your time. But if you have a solution that helps CFOs do XYZ and you know that all of them could benefit from it if they're not currently customers, Right then, having conversations with those people will be productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, as many as of them as you can get on the phone. Gotcha. Okay, so that 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 makes sense. I think that's that's good clarification. So now let's dig into nurturing. So we've effectively got uh, sort of two different groups there. Now that you're nurturing, you're so. Would you nurture a referral network obviously differently than you would a uh, direct sale? Um, I don't know that there's a whole lot of difference. They're really at the end of the day. I mean, you got to think about LinkedIn as a tool mm-hmm. to essentially uh, achieve some business objectives, right? And it's LinkedIn doesn't do the selling for you. It's it's simply a tool that can allow you to really connect with people and you know develop relationships with them. And so, if you're doing it from a referral standpoint, if you're doing it from a direct one-on-one, I mean, the process really isn't that much different. You're going to want to move the relationships into the real world. You're going to want to get on the phone with people. You're gonna to want to, you know, meet face to face with folks and develop real world relationships because I mean that's that's how business gets done. No yep. one's gonna pick up the phone and 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 call you because you've connected with them on LinkedIn and they've seen some of your updates. It can happen from time to time, but you just you can't count on that as a as a growth strategy. Right. You know, you gotta you gotta make the connection and, and take things into the real world. And so whether that's you know building those kinds of relationships for potential referral opportunities. Or for direct one-on-one clients, mm-hmm. I mean, you're essentially just structuring a campaign to generate calls and, and meetings with folks. Right. Okay. So l- let's now talk about the actual campaign component of it, because again, I I, I get, uh, I mean, you know, I'm looking at my LinkedIn account right now, and and I've got, uh, you know. If you're a leader and executive, do this. I get so much crap in there that I just mm-hmm. I, I'm not paying attention to it, right? So, sure. So, how do you how do you stand out from the crowd? How do you actually get people's attention? What's a what's a campaign look like? What are the steps? Um, you know, I think one of the big things is is to speak to a uh, a niche, mm-hmm. and so 
you know, if you are trying to be all things to all people, and this is just, you know, like basic blocking and tackling for business, but uh, if you're trying to speak to all people, it's just not going to resonate with any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you speak directly to the type of person that you're trying to reach, then it's going to come across much more effectively and you stand a much better chance of standing out. So for example, we have a, a client in one of our coaching programs that we work with who was previously um, marketing himself as a coach for small business owners, helping them to put marketing systems and marketing plans in place and really just not differentiated very well from all the other people that, that are also coaches and marketing consultants that help small business owners. But, and so then after a couple of months of, of a lot of you know, um, you know, really tough analysis and soul searching, he decided to niche into the, um, a, a certain sports niche. And it had to do with, um, I forget the exact term he used, but um, by niching into this certain vertical of the sporting industry and targeting business owners of those types of companies, all of a sudden, his response rate from just his initial outreach sending connection requests went like through the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but it was, it was significant. You know? And so by, by niching, down and and being more specific about exactly who he works with and who he can help, uh, that that was something that allowed him to get much better results. And so, in terms of standing out, I think that's a big thing. You know, the the content that you put out there, the type of campaign you build, you want the 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 folks that you're trying to do business with and that you're targeting, you want that stuff to be highly relevant to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you want them to think like that. Wow, when they see something from you that they get value out of it and it's worth paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And that's what will allow you to stay in front of them over time. And so that by the time you ask them to, you know, hey, I'd love to jump on a call sometime and learn more about, you know, what you're up to, that they've been seeing your content and they got a really positive impression about, you know, what you're all about. And uh, so, you know, jumping on, on the phone is something that, that they're open to doing, right? It's like if you go and join a group on LinkedIn, and immediately after joining the group, let's say somebody reaches out to you and says, oh, hey, I just saw that you joined the group. I'd love to set up a call, learn more about what you're up to. I mean, you, you can get some people to say yes to that. But what if instead you take a little bit of time to position yourself in that community as, you know, with, with some good content and just and show up and provide value, then make that kind of an ask. Mm-hmm. Your response rate is just going to be much higher. Right, because you've you've taken the time to build some rapport and some trust, even though it's in a passive way, mm-hmm. and you've done it, you know, one to many instead of one to one. But then when you go for the ask, it's going to be much more successful. So it's just about it, so much of it is like what you know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about in in his book, Jab 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 Right Hook. That there are you know generally speaking, there's a couple you know types of people out there. That there's the the people that are just throwing right hooks all the time. Yeah, and. And, it, and and those are the people on LinkedIn that are just connecting with people and then sending pitches, or connecting with people and 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 going for that phone call or going for whatever that call to action is like right away, instead of making a few jabs first before you throw the right hook. And then you got the people that are just jabbing all the time and just putting out stuff out there and hoping stuff comes to them without ever making that ask, without ever throwing that right hook. And it's it's finding that happy medium is the same thing on LinkedIn. And so the campaigns that we help our clients to to put in place and the, and the things that we teach in our programs is is all about how to how to do that, how to position yourself as an authority and a leader that your prospects are going to want to pay attention to, 
and that they're going to tune in and they're going to want to be a part of you know whatever you're doing and see your content over the long haul and really how to do that systematically too so that you don't have to turn into like a content creation machine but you can really you can curate content in a smart way that's going to actually add value to your prospects world to your clients world and then through you know positioning yourself like that and just just sharing good stuff and making those jabs then how to utilize the, the LinkedIn messaging system and different approaches to then make the ask at the right time to, to move the business and move the conversation, I should say, um, into the real world, on the phone, face-to-face, whatever well, it is. Okay, so and that was fantastic. Now, as far as reaching out to people goes, so LinkedIn's got, I mean, they've got their ad platforms, they've got groups, you've got your personal profile, you can buy so you can drop more messages to people you're not connected to, you can go out there and connect with people. There's all these different options. I think when somebody first walks into walks into LinkedIn, you kind of scratch your head and go, where do I start? What should I be using? Now, um, I'll be honest, I haven't, I haven't heard any great things about the LinkedIn app ads per se, um, other than they're quite expensive. You know, I've heard a lot of people having more success with, you know, building networks and connecting and stuff like that. What's your experience? Where are you focusing your time with your clients? Well, I mean, where we focus most of our time with our clients is on building organic relationships. The, the kinds of businesses that, that we really help are uh, business owners who need to get in front of, of more prospects and, uh, and get on the phone with, with more people. Just, you know, real world Main Street business owners who have done a decent job of, of um, you know, getting some of the offline strategies to, to work for them, um, but are, are looking to create more leverage and just looking for systems so that they can consistently bring new prospects in to get on the phone, book more appointments, book more consultations with, with, uh, with the right, you know, targeted prospects. And, and so the, the best way to do that for the majority of folks is to, you know, just use LinkedIn's, you know, organic strategies, the stuff we've been talking about, just go out and directly connect with the people that look like the right fit mm-hmm. and, and build relationships with those people and get on the phone with them. And that, that's the kind of thing that we really help our clients do. Um, we teach the, the LinkedIn advertising side. We have some clients that we help with LinkedIn ads, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's not a big focus of ours. Um, simply because we are really not, um, you know, most of the, the businesses that we work with aren't interested in things like traffic and driving opt-ins to, you know, for, for you know, webinars and, and things like that. Um, so we, we do teach those things and we utilize them extensively for, for our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but for the most part, most of our clients aren't, aren't utilizing LinkedIn ads. It's more the organic strategies that, that they're finding to be most effective. Got it. Okay. And so uh, I guess a question that I have is, is how do you scale it? Are you using webinars converting, you know, one to many versus one to one? Because I mean, we've been talking a lot, I'm hearing a lot about sort of one to one stuff. How do you convert on one to many? Yeah. So it really, um, I think when it comes to using LinkedIn to do that, certainly the, that's where advertising comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you, when you get to that point in your business where you say, you know what, I'm not interested in, in, in getting on the phone with more prospects. I'm, I'm really, I have enough clients. I just, I'm, I, I don't want to work as much. I'm, 
I want to grow my business, but I can't just put in more hours. I need to create some leverage, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's at that point that you start doing some of the things that you know you're talking about here. With we we talked about earlier in terms of creating things like training programs and courses and more passive income, as people like to say, um, and uh, and and doing you know things more leveraged things like group coaching programs and um, all all those kinds of more of like done with you type programs instead of done for you. And so with LinkedIn ads, you can certainly uh, really quickly scale to reach uh, a, a super, super targeted audience that is hard to reach in, in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think it, it comes down to really what your, what your business goals are. Um, because for, for a lot of folks, you know, they're not trying to get a thousand people on a webinar. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, for for most, of the, the, most of the businesses that, that we work with and that we serve, you know, they're they're looking to get, you know, 50, 100 people on a webinar. And if you've got, you know, a targeted database on LinkedIn of a thousand prospects, uh, there's, you know, there, there's a lot of ways that you can go about getting 50 to 100 of those people to, to attend one of your webinars. And that's through organic strategies, through a combination of utilizing LinkedIn messaging as well as email um, and you know, there's there's a million ways to get people on webinars, but I think a lot of it just depends on on what your goals are, right? So if you're doing things like webinars and you're trying to figure out, well, how can I use LinkedIn to promote my webinars? I mean, it's u- utilizing the messaging system on LinkedIn. Personal one-on-one messages through the LinkedIn inbox get opened and they get responded to at a higher rate than virtually anything else out there. Uh, because it takes time, it takes the effort, and most people aren't willing to to put in the effort. Mm-hmm. Right? But there are systematic, efficient ways to go about doing it if you're if you're smart about it. Um, and you know the the other you know the kinds of things that most people do is that once you position yourself, if you create a group on LinkedIn, and you've got a nice database of people inside that group. That can be a great vehicle to promote things like webinars and other lead magnets and such. Mm-hmm. You know, LinkedIn Pulse, publishing your posts on LinkedIn can be. A great source of traffic. If you have an evergreen webinar, every post that you publish on LinkedIn at the bottom could have a call to action with a link to that automated or evergreen webinar. And so, you know, you could also at the same time put that same link or, or, or graphic on your LinkedIn profile so that you're turning your LinkedIn profile into a tool for driving traffic to your webinars and not just kind of a passive brochure mm-hmm. uh, about what you do. And that, that's a big thing that we teach for, for folks that is. You know, you really should look at your profile as as through the lens of when somebody looks at this profile, what's the next step I want them to take with me? Yeah, and it, not just a, a resume that sits out there. You know, so there's there. I mean, there really are so many ways that you can utilize LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I mean, it really comes down to like what what are your goals, and you know what what your business is all about, and uh, you know what kind of people you're targeting. Um, and there's, you know, just like anything else, there's a few variables at play. Got it. And so I, I guess last question would surround about, or I guess, around the, the tools to use with LinkedIn. And, and I, the reason I asked this is, you know, you said the most effective uh, form of communication is personal one-on-one messages dropped into the inbox. Highest open rate. Makes sense. Um, but if you got a network, you know, if you thousands of people, how do you how do you drop a message into all their inbox? Is there any ways to automate that? I mean, you said there's ways to make it easier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, in the the most uh, the easiest way to just get started with it is just just develop a process, put some scripts together, and build a campaign 
for you know a, a few different messages that you're going to send folks, mm-hmm. and, and and then you know build the script with the thought in mind that you're going to send it to lots of people, so that it's applicable to lots of people. And you can copy and paste and send messages to the same folks really quickly. You can do things like have an assistant do that work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's we one of the things we teach in our program is how to you know how to track all of the messaging and which prospects you're going to send messages to, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of the day, too, though. I think a big thing, a big part of it comes down to sending the messages to the right people. If you have 3,000 connections on LinkedIn, it is very, very unlikely that whatever you're trying to promote, that you want to send it to all of them. Yeah. And so the, the, the better thing to do is to spend a little bit of time up front, export your LinkedIn connections and review them and select the ones that are the right fit for a given promotion and you know, you'll you'll end up with a much smaller number of prospects. It will be much more manageable to to work through uh, a campaign. Um, and uh, you know, my uh, uh, my final thing would would be for for folks to just look at all this stuff through through a lens of systems. And 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 you know, we teach. If you go go to my website at joshturner.me, and you'll see that's my like personal brand website. Um, and if you go to the homepage, uh, you can get a, a download, a free uh, copy of my book, Booked, um, the PDF version you can get for free there. And you know, I, I lay out a, a process for how to, to work people through this kind of a campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest thing most people miss out on is that they're, they're, not, they're not doing this stuff. They're just kind of shooting from the hip willy-nilly, and, and they're, they're not approaching it from a real systematic standpoint of working people through a predefined process, testing different messages, testing different scripts, and then looking at how you can scale that up once you see how the results are from, from that initial batch. I mean, and once, once you get to that, once you've worked through that process, you will see that, you know, what makes sense for you, what kind of lead flow you're looking for, and how, how best to then scale that if you want to and if you need to. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, there's only so much time to have appointments with prospects. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, you know, most business owners I know, they really, if they're on the phone with more than 10 potential clients a week, we're, there, there's not a whole lot more time to meet with people than that. Because if you also have other responsibilities in the business, and we all know that we have a lot of that. And so you don't need to message 3,000 people to generate 10 calls a week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, really niching it down, finding the people that are really meaningful and and qualified and making sure those are the ones you're talking to is key and I mean, that's that's what you've been talking about here. Now, as we wrap things up, uh, we're running out of time. Where can people connect with you? Where can people find out more about this if they're interested in your training or working with you? Sure. Um so I think uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. If you look me up on LinkedIn, just send me a send me a request and let me know that you know you heard um, you heard me on Derek's show. Uh, so I know where you're coming from. That's you know one one tip I'll leave everybody with is that you know if you're connecting with people on LinkedIn, always personalize that connection request. Uh, otherwise, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. That would be awesome. Um, other than that, I would say just go to joshturner.me uh, and pick up a copy of, uh, of my book, Booked. Um, if you want more info on all the stuff I talked about today and, and more info about uh, the different parts of, of our business. 
Awesome. Well, Josh, thanks so much for uh, for sharing so much. Uh, I appreciate it. I know our listeners appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure they're going to be using LinkedIn far more effectively. So thank you. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me, Derek. Awesome. All right, everyone. That was LinkedIn expert Josh Turner. And uh, as always, any of the links that Josh mentioned in the interview will be included in the show notes along with the entire transcript of this episode. And you'll find it all at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And guys, if you like what you heard today, please leave us a rating, leave us a review on iTunes, or if you're an Android person, SoundCloud or Stitcher. Uh, That is the uh, fuel that gives me the momentum to continue making these podcasts for you guys, giving you as much as we can. And so now it's time to take the tips, tools, and all of those LinkedIn strategies that you learned from Josh today and apply that final essential ingredient to actually making this stuff work. And uh, that ingredient, it's action. So go forth, take action. Uh, Fire up uh, LinkedIn, connect with Josh on LinkedIn follow what he's doing, go get a copy of the PDF version of his book, which he so generously offered off his website. Again, you'll find that URL in the show notes and get started. Take action and uh, you'll see results. This is your host, Derek Gale, signing off. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.